The following is a paid advertisement of St. Anthony Hospital Orthopedics. References to any specific product, services, or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by St. Anthony Hospital, Carroll Broadcasting, or its advertisers. The views expressed by the host or guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Welcome to the St. Anthony Hospital Orthopedic Show with Dr. Richard Godding. Dr. Godding specializes in joint preservation, reconstruction, and replacement surgery, and brings over 25 years of orthopedic excellence to St. Anthony Hospital and to the Carroll area. For more information about Dr. Godding, his practice, or St. Anthony Orthopedics, go to stanthonyhospital.org or make an appointment by calling 712-794-5536. Good Sunday morning, Iowa. It's Dr. Rick Godding. Thank you for spending some time with me here this morning. And so, again, <laughs> I'm recording on, on President's Day, So, but you'll be listening to it the next weekend. But I will tell you about my President's Day weekend. We went, uh, both of my daughters were at the ASICS President's Day volleyball tournament in Omaha and it was giant. It's at a place called CHI Center, which is seemed like it was a fair bit bigger than the one in Des Moines. I can't think of the name of it. <laughs> Wells Fargo, thank you. Producer helped me out a little bit there. Wells Fargo. Yeah, it seemed like it was a fair amount bigger. I mean from the outside it looks way bigger than Wells Fargo. And I can tell you that there was a huge volleyball tournament in there and someone told me that at the same time there was the boys wrestling state tournament in the same building and we didn't see any wrestlers so it's big but there were teams from nebraska and iowa and minnesota and missouri maybe not missouri anyway so it was a giant tournament it was a lot of fun omaha is a bigger version of des moines and of course as usual, that has its pluses and minuses. One plus, we stayed down at the residence in near the old market. So the old market in Omaha is a place that used to be a cattle market, and they've sort of redone it into a bunch of nice restaurants and boutiques. I didn't really go down there much. However, I was walking distance to three steakhouses, so that fit very well with my carnivore diet. I had tremendous steak every night. But again... Some things, when you when you get a city of size, you know, there's there's good and there's bad. And Des Moines, in and of itself, I think is a, a really nice, safe city. I've been to a lot of cities. The only city that I think I've lived in that was any type of a reasonable size that was as safe as Des Moines and felt as safe as Des Moines is Perth, Western Australia, which is about as safe as you can get. There's like almost almost don't even know crime there. Mostly theft and then, you know, just people beating up on each other, but not people getting sort of jumped. So the reason I say this is when you leave the residence in, you walk a few hundred feet and you're right in the old market where all the nice restaurants are. You walk two or three blocks the other way, and I had to get a uh, razor. I had forgotten a razor. And so this was Sunday morning. I walked, ended up walking the other direction. 
and very quickly in a block or two, it started to get pretty sketchy. And it was in the morning on Sunday, not all that early, I don't know, maybe it was 9 or 10. No, it was a little later, maybe it was more like 11. So there were guys out working, and then everybody else I saw looked like they were not maybe the most productive citizens. And all of a sudden I hear yelling, and then there's four guys beating a guy up, stomping his head into the concrete. I have never seen, I, I never saw that even living in New York City. I've certainly never seen anything like it in Des Moines. But it's just, you know, kind of that's, I guess, how society's going nowadays. So I was watching, and I didn't know what to do. And the guy next to me started calling the police, so I started recording just in case, you know, in case they really hurt the guy. But they stopped pretty quick, although they stomped him several times, but at least they stopped. And then uh, he got up and, you know, sort of walked over across the street to kind of near where I was, which, of course, the whole thing made me very uncomfortable, but I certainly that made me even a little bit more uncomfortable. But he was, he looked fine. His head was bleeding a little bit, but he looked just fine. And he looked like he might have been intoxicated as well. So I just didn't bother waiting around to share my footage with the police because he didn't really get hurt that bad and I didn't think anything was going to come of it anyway. But if he would have got hurt bad, I would have felt like I needed to show the police who did it. But i sure the shooting was not going to interfere in that. i tell you that. There was four guys and uh, felt bad for the guy. But he there was a lot of yelling beforehand, so who knows what actually happened before it. But just one of those things that reminds you that I was a really nice place to live in Des Moines for being a city that has everything it has. It's very safe and clean and uh you know it's not perfect it is a city but seem to have maintained a pretty decent even even inner core of the city i know there's things that happen but i just it's, it seems to be significantly less than other places so so yes volleyball and the thing that's nice about volleyball so you're in this room well when I say room, I mean it's a giant gymnasium, but technically it's a room too. And there's just thousands of young girls that are healthy with their engaged parents doing something positive, feeling good about themselves, you know, and it just, it was a really neat thing to see. You know, I'm, there was nothing like this when I was growing up as far as the level of this. Like there were girls sports, but it was nothing like the level that there is now. And that's what's exciting with daughters is that not only is that available to them, but they have these, you know, these heroes like Caitlin Clark. Half the country knows who Caitlin Clark is, and nobody 30 years ago would have ever been able to name any women's college basketball player. So these things are really great. I love to see that. I love to see the girls you know, see her as a hero, even though they're not basketball players, they, you know, they totally respect her. And, and then volleyball, my goodness, in Nebraska, they had a game this last season. And I think they played, I'm trying to, I want to say 60,000 people, somewhere around 60,000 people. They played in the football stadium and it was, it was the largest female sporting event in the history of the world, I believe. And, uh, you know, it's just so exciting, and it's so it's so neat that that's kind of happening here in Iowa and Nebraska and in this area of the Midwest that, you know, women's sports are really just doing so 
fantastically. But just being in that room with all those young ladies who, like I said, most of them were healthy looking. And I would say one thing, saw a lot of crap food being eaten. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of, a lot of uh, girls come off the court and their parents are given uh, brownies and cookies and stuff. And I, I get it. I understand that there is, there is a thought process that, oh, they're young, they'll burn it off. But, you know, sugar doesn't work like that. It's not good. Sugar, we, we eat too much sugar. And by the time you recognize that sugar is damaging your body when you're maybe 30, 40, 50, a lot of that damage has already been done. Not that you can't turn it around to some extent, but we do as a country need to think about a lot more about what we're feeding our kids. And to that end, I brought I bought my daughter some yogurt and some apples and some carrots and didn't uh, participate in the in the sugar overloading. We're trying to really shift that shift that mindset in the house. So the thing about spring is spring is everybody is going to be more athletic in the spring, whether you're just walking outdoors, which I totally recommend, or biking or hiking or whatever you're doing. It's that time again. Here we go. It's the, the sun is starting to shine and the winter is losing its grasp on us. Of course, if I say that now, then we're in for a blizzard. Which could happen, but it's not going to happen. You know, there's only worst case scenario is six more weeks, right? And uh, I think that that's even, I think we're past that, actually. I think that's in the rearview mirror. So so we're getting there. So things to think about when you are getting yourself back into the swing. If you've been sedentary all winter, then before you go just unpack your bike and go ride 25 miles, ease into it. There's definitely, especially as you age, but even, even when you're younger, you want to ease, ease back into things. So especially when you age, you want to ease back into heavy activities and, you know, biking's not super heavy, but listen, you can definitely hurt yourself by getting back into biking, hiking, probably not walking. I don't, I don't know that you're going to walk so much that you, that you hurt yourself, but I guess you could, but running, I don't really advise if you're over 40 to begin with. And I know that there are lots of runners over 40 who would, who would, uh, say that, that, that that's worked out well for them. And I would say if you are running and you're slim and you're getting everything you want out of it, that's fine. But I think picking up running at the age of 40 or later is probably not as reasonable. So get a bike. You can get a lot of good exercise on a bike. You can be in that zone two of cardio, which is, you know, everybody's got, there are lots of exercise physiologists and physicians who have different ideas about how much zone two cardio and zone three cardio and zone one cardio is good. So zone one cardio is sort of just walking along at a leisurely pace and zone two cardio. I don't remember the numbers of the heart rate, but zone two cardio is pretty brisk. You can still carry on a conversation, but you know, you're working for it. And then zone three is sort of nearing a sprint. And I was doing a lot of long zone two last year with my mountain bike. And I'm going to do a little bit less of that this year because well, so I decided that with this new diet that I'm not really going to emphasize cardio as much. I'm going to try to emphasize more weightlifting. And I'm still going to do the cardio, but I'm really just doing push-ups, sit-ups, 
I go to the gym, I do body weight stuff. I do assisted pull-ups, meaning there's a weight thing pushing up on me. And then dips, and then I do some assisted dips. So I want to do all body weight stuff. And so as my weight declines, I want to get to the point where I can actually do some pull-ups without assist. I was looking at it, and I think it's been... Well, I wrestled in high school, and I wrestled at 157 pounds my senior year. And I weigh more than 100 pounds more than that right now. (laughs) So just a little bit over 100 pounds more than that. But, which is just weird, and it definitely it's not 100 pounds of fat, that's for sure. I don't have 100 pounds of fat in my body. I probably have another 25, 30. But that's the last time I could do a pull-up. And so I really like the the body weight exercises. I think that you those do really well for you. But this is the thing. If you're going to get back into an exercise program, and you should, because moving your body is super-duper important, I have a few little pointers. Number one is do it. <laughs> do it. I don't care if it means that you're walking a block. Walk it. And then maybe the next day walk a little bit more than a block and the next day and the next day and then walk two and then walk three. Because if you want to be healthier, you must move your body. There's just no way around it. It's just, I mean, it's physics, right? Newton's laws of motion, a a body at rest stays at rest. That is true in the sense that if you don't move your body, you will probably, not guarantee, you will probably die faster and you certainly will have a harder time along the way. So move your body. Get your heart rate up. If, if you can't walk briskly, then walk slowly. If you Once you get to the point where you can walk briskly, walk briskly. If you want to do a little light jogging here and there, that's fine. I, I think long distance running is tough on the knees and hips. Biking is a great way to get out and, 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 and the mental and physical improvement that you'll get from biking is just wonderful. And don't forget resistance exercises. It's very important to do some resistance training. And what that means is lifting weights, or you can do push-ups and pull-ups and things like that. But if you lift weights, you increase your lean muscle mass, you increase your lean muscle mass, then you're able to metabolize sugar better. And unless you stop eating sugar like I did, and, and, I'm, and when I say I stop eating sugar, I'm, I'm only eating meat and eggs, so I'm not getting any no grains, no vegetables, no nothing. That's what I'm doing right now. It's working great. I feel like I'm 25 because I'm, I'm in ketosis all the time, which is a metabolic state where your body is using ketone bodies, which are breakdown products of your fat. And it's just making me feel great. The issue is once I don't have a lot of fat on my body left to burn, then what am I going to do? And I'm still doing a lot of research on that. I don't know the answer, but I'll talk to you when I get down another 30 pounds or so. It's certainly, like I said, very viable to get your weight down. Anyway, however you do it, I think if you're going to lose some weight, I think restricting calories is the worst way to do it because restricting calories puts you in a situation where you're hungry all the time. And then when you cheat, you're going to cheat badly. So I would, you know, talk to your doctor, but you could do the Mediterranean diet. That's an anti-inflammatory diet. And then, of course, you have to, you can't just eat everything you want. But, you know, if you eat a Mediterranean diet, it's a whole foods diet. It's going to help you reduce your weight. It's going to help your knees feel better. It's going to help your hips feel better. I shared that my elbow feels a lot better. And one of my patients kind of misunderstood what I said. 
my knees, I think, feel better because I lost the weight and because of the inflammation. My elbow feels better because of the inflammation. And so I'm eating this very non-inflammatory diet, and therefore I think that's contributed to my elbow feeling better. I have some tennis elbow. And I really thought I was going to have to have surgery, and it just feels so much better. But that's not because I lost the weight. The losing weight is, is a different aspect of it. So do some resistance training, get some cardio in, and fix your diet. And those are the three things. And you know, people say, oh, well, I'll just increase my exercise and not fix your diet. I used to believe diet was 75% of it, 80% of it. I believe it's 90 now, maybe 95. Because I can tell you I spent the whole last year banging my head against the wall doing you know, 12, 14 hours a week on my bike and three or four hours in the gym lifting weights, and I could not budge. I would go down 10 pounds uh, during the week, and then I would go up 6 or 8, maybe 10 on the weekend, and then back down 6 or 8 or 10. So it was basically this yo-yo. And because I was inconsistent, I was doing essentially sort of a Mediterranean diet. I was eating for months there. All I ate was one kind of big meal a day because I was doing intermittent fasting and I was eating a Greek salad with some grilled chicken breast on it or salmon. Super healthy stuff, right? But then on the weekend, being around my daughter's friends and cooking for them and all that, it fell apart. So that's why I'm doing what I'm doing now. But whatever you do, I think it's easier, having struggled with weight all my life, I think it's easier if you have a real program or a diet or, I mean, if you just say, well, I'm going to eat a little bit less, that helps for some people. Gosh, I haven't seen it help for a lot of people. So pick a diet, Mediterranean diet, ketogenic diet, talk to your doctor about it. I would stay away from, if you can, the uh, Ozempic and things like that. Those are medicines that are being sold to people as basically, you don't need to fix your diet, just take this medicine and you'll lose weight. And what they're finding is that people that do that, they lose as much muscle as they do fat, and it's they're not any healthier overall. So if you're on that, you know, I'm not saying to come off it, and especially if you've got a lot, a lot of weight to lose, but keep your protein up if you're on one of those. Keep your protein high and work your muscles. Uh, there's no easy way out. You have to do the work, and a big part of the work is just um, maintaining a diet that's healthy. And so healthy diet means healthy body. Healthy body means healthy joints. It means not coming to see the orthopedic surgeon for injections and surgeries and things like that. So the more you can keep yourself healthy, the less you'll have to see somebody like me. And I'm happy to help people, but I, I think that one thing this radio show allows me to do is to try to help people prevent having to actually see me. So if you're, if you're getting better because of something I, talked about here on the radio and you never have to see me or any other orthopedic surgeon. I think that's a win too. So there you go. That's my president's weekend update and volleyball update. And I am excited about spring. I hope you are too. Get yourself out there, become, become healthier, make it a, make it this year. You know, I know it's a resolution and all that, and those have kind of faded, but just look at that beautiful day outside and think how healthy you want to be in it. And with that, I'll be back next week. You have a blessed week, Iowa. 
This has been the St. Anthony Hospital Orthopedic Show with Dr. Richard Godding. For more information about Dr. Godding, his practice, or St. Anthony Hospital Orthopedics, go to www.stanthonyhospital.org or make an appointment by calling 712-794-5536.